Shaping success with West Tankersley is brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions, your solution for all business social media needs. If you need a team of social media marketers and content creators to help you build your brand on social media, text WES2020 to 541-709-6502 today. Get started building your brand on social media. Success is defined differently by every individual. Some have never even considered what it is. I hope when I get older, I'll be successful. What does that even mean? Money, cars, big house? On this show, we strive to look at it a little deeper, learning from successful individuals on what they believe success really is and how to obtain it. Everybody, enjoy the show. This is Shaping Success with Wes Tankersley. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. Uh, those of you who have listened to me for a while, you know that I'm a former high school baseball coach and a huge San Francisco Giants fan. So I'm really excited today. My guest is Rob Brantley. He is the current he's the current catcher for the Giants. Rob, welcome to the show, and thank you for taking the time to be on here. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Hey, so... Let's talk a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, where you're from, who you are? Kind of just give us a little bit of background on yourself. Yeah, sure thing. Um, I'm from Southern California. Grew up mostly in a place called Temecula, Temecula Valley. And um, yeah, went to high school out here, Chaparral High School, and then graduated in 2008, where I got to go on scholarship to UC Riverside, which is Inland Empire, which is not too far away from home here in Temecula. Uh, I was a draft-eligible sophomore in 2010, where I was drafted by the Giants and uh, started my professional career, where I went from the Giants. Uh, then I got traded to Miami. Then I went over to the White Sox. White Sox made my way to the Mariners. After the Mariners made my way to the Reds. After I made my way to the Reds, went back to the White Sox. And then after that, I went to, um, who's next? Let's see, there was the Braves, there was Cleveland after that, Philly, and now the Giants. There's my story. So, <laughs> full circle, right back to the Giants, huh? <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. Drafted? Can you cut? You said you were drafted by the Giants. Were you drafted by the Giants? I said Freudian slip. I was drafted by Detroit. Oh, by that. Okay. That's, that's what I thought. I didn't realize that yeah, yeah, no when you problem. said that, but ah, all good. So can you tell us a little bit about that process about, you know, from starting in high school and, and getting into the big leagues? What, what did it take to do that? How did you make that happen? I mean, I remember one day in high school, like I, like I did tell my dad that like, it kind of became real for me that I could actually pursue baseball as like, like as a career to play professionally. Uh, when I started first getting looked at by local scouts in high school, you know, I was fortunate to have some good, good games in front of the right people, you know, just a matter of circumstance at that point, but uh, kind of put me in the right circles and, and got me looked at by some good colleges. Um, so when I graduated, um, you know, I was already, committed to go to UC Riverside on scholarship. Um, I was, um, 
fortunate to get drafted. I think I was drafted in like the 42nd round to the Nationals. Decided to take my scholarship instead and, and see what a couple of years of growth would do for me in the in the upcoming draft. With There are two draft two years later. I uh, was able to improve my draft status over that time, so it kind of worked out. And But it wasn't so much like I like had my eye on the prize, you know, the, of like being like a big leaguer. It was more of like a step at a time for me, you know, just to kind of soak up what I can get out of like each spot I was in. Like how can I maximize my time here as, you know, I was a freshman. I got to go play for the varsity team, fortunately. And I was like, okay, how can I maximize this experience? You know, same thing when I got to college, like, okay, like how can I maximize this and, and be competitive here? And, you know, by the right circumstances and the right games and, you know, just kind of like putting yourself in the right positions, you get seen up by the right people and just kind of step by step from there. So that's, so one of the things that you talked about a lot is like, you've been with quite a few different teams. How, how does that kind of, how does that make you, kind of mess with you a little bit because you get traded from team to team, but you continue to persevere. Cause that's what I love about your story is that you've gone from all these different teams, but you continue to push through it. How does that play in your head? It's funny. Some people kind of see it as um, like kind of like a tougher road. And, and in a lot of ways I get it. Like you got to meet new people, make new impressions, you know, not only with your play, play but like with how you, you know, introduce and, you know, show yourself as a person and a, and a, and a teammate. But, um, I mean, by this point I've, I've done it so many times that it is the norm for me, uh, you know, to get in and to, to try and make good, quick uh, impressions on, on, you know, people. And I don't know, that's just kind of what it's been for me. You know, my career, like I, the team I was drafted with, I was what traded in two years later, you know, over, to Miami, I was with them for two years. It's just, you know, something I'm used to, I guess. I haven't really, like, found a home. Like, some players have been with organizations for six, seven, you know, some of their whole careers, and that's their norm. And when they get traded, you know, it's just, you know, it's a little bit different for them. So do you, do you kind of, do you enjoy kind of being a journeyman? Is that something that, or is it just kind of, is it kind of tough to do, you know, to move that often? How does, how does that process go every time you got to move? That process is out of my control, right? Like, you know, you could be playing well, you could be playing poorly. Like if, if you're playing well, some team wants to get traded. If you're playing poorly, then some team might want to get ready to make space for someone who's playing well at the time and, and another team finds you. Um, like, how do you handle that? Like you, it's, it's, you know, something you control. So like you can take care of the things that you can, you reassess, like, what's my next step? What's my next move? You know, how like, ask yourself how you're going to handle it. You know, for me, like, I think the best part is I've never been like reactive in that process. I've always been able to kind of take a step back and assess. I think it's probably one of the attributes you learn while being a catcher. Cause you know, it's what you do. You assess situations, you know, you see the whole field and, you know, try try and see what position is going to help. You know, put your put your pitcher, put your team in the best position to succeed, and you know, try and do the same thing. You know, with with my own game personally. Yeah, and that's what you know. One of the things that I really love about baseball is even though 
you fail so much, it, it, it makes you really get back in there. You know, even just like when you strike out or when, you know, something just doesn't go your way, there's that opportunity. You know, I've heard it a hundred times about, you know, a, a good batting average being 300. Well, you fail seven out of 10 times. So, um, what do you, what do you take from, do you try to take something from every single place that you've been every single do you learn, have you learned a lot more from being, going from different team to team? I'm sure you've learned under a bunch of different coaches, a bunch of different processes and things like that. Yeah, countless teammates, a lot of coaches. Um, I, th I think that um, it would be at my detriment if I didn't try and take something from each place. Um, cause you know, each part is, a uh, is a step in, in, you know, not just like my career, but in my, in my life, you know, and you never want to look back at a time and, and just be like, say, that was horrible. I want to erase that, you know? So you, you know, try and find, you know, the, the best takeaways, you know, and sometimes the best takeaways even come from those failures, um, you know, and, and, you know, you can improve upon them or, even just be mentally, learn to be mentally tough about them, you know, and, and the next time situations like that pop up, like you're a little bit tougher, you know, mentally, physically, like you can handle it a lot better. Yeah. I love that. I love the fact that that is, you know, I can hear that in your mindset, that failure is not something that will hold you back. Um, you know, and obviously that's a, something that you've learned from someone who, is there someone that you can, Tell us about that probably put that mentality in your head. Is it all from within? Is there, you know, did your parents have a big push in that or where did you get this mentality from? Oh man. Uh, I would say a lot of my mentality stems back to the lessons of my father. Um, you know, he's like, we, like, like we were best friends growing up, you know me and my dad, we spent a lot of time together, probably more than the average you know, um, we were, he was constantly with me. Um, and he knew that I loved to play, uh, so much so that I remember one day when I was like seven, he had a talk with me and he said, you know, Rob, you know, playing catch and hitting is something you like doing. Um, you know, uh, cause I, cause I'll do it with you anytime you ask, like, I'll be there to, to do that for you and to do that with you. He goes, but at this point in your life, I think you're old enough now. If you want to do it, you can come to me and ask. I don't have to, you know, the other way, have him come and ask me to come play catch. And from an early age, like, he, he made sure that, like, it was coming from me. It was something I wanted. So, you know, like, with that, like, like I took ownership, you know, at, from that point on about, you know, how I was going to approach you know, playing baseball, you know, and it's always been fun for me. Like when I asked to play with him, it was for fun, right? Cause I enjoyed it. So whenever I go to the field, I know that I signed that contract cause I wanted to play, you know, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make the absolute best of it. I love that because I think that, you know, a lot of things that I saw coaching was there was parents that were pushing kids to do things that they didn't want to do where your dad made it your choice. So that's, great that you were able to make that decision on your own. And I'm, I guarantee that's what makes you want to do more. 
So let's talk a little bit about the, the uh, season here. How is that going for you? How is the pre- preparation for the season? It's got to be a tough one. Um, you talked a lot about like controlling, and I, I really love hearing that because that's something that I talk about a lot, but like controlling what you can control. So what are you doing to control the situation for yourself so that you're ready if they do go? Oh, man. Um, as you can see, like I, I showed you before this podcast started, I've I've kind of tried to almost create a clubhouse inside of my own garage. Like you can see, I'm sitting in what I call the recovery zone. This is uh, right. I think here you can see the ice bath that I went out and got. I you can see I have my soft tissue section over there for the physical prep and the strength and conditioning section of my garage right over there. Um, so, like, I've collected this over time, so I'm very finite. Even when this quarantine first started, to have this available. A lot of guys didn't. I saw a lot of guys getting really creative, like, with water jugs and water bottles to try and physically <laughs> stay active and fit. But I've had this. So I've been very fortunate. Um, I've also been fortunate to have some places available that uh, are out in the wineries in Temecula. So there it's out in the open. But really nice batting cage is, is set up there where I can socially distance and still get really good work in. Uh, now that uh, some things have eased up as far as, you know, opening up like some batting cages, you know, I'm able to, you know, go ahead and get some more, I guess, uh, elevated, you know, skill prep uh, with like live at bats. I've, I've driven all over. Um, to Newport from Temecula, our way, you know, I'll drive to San Diego to get pitchers that actually, you know, play with the Giants organization. They'll catch their bullpens. So I'm getting live reads. I'll do live at bats against them. So I'm starting to get at bats now. But like, it was on me, right, to make that happen. Um, right. If I wanted to get that kind of work in to stay ready. And, and I had to get creative and I had to, you know, like if I want to be ready, you know, I, I have to be willing to put in, you know, the work as far as like, you know, getting down to Newport or getting, you know, to San Diego to catch bullpens or calling guys and setting up bullpens. And, you know, they're doing the same, of course, you know, to stay ready. But, you know, you got to get creative and just do anything you can. Yeah, and it's pretty much in your control. I mean, you've kind of got you've got some big shoes to fill trying to back up Buster. And I bet that that probably drives you a little bit more because, I was reading a book, uh, one of Joe Montana's books, and he was talking about how they wanted him to train Steve Young. And he was like, why would I train my replacement? You know, it's kind of one of those deals where his replacement should want to have to work hard enough to make that happen. So that's awesome that you're working on that. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so you have, there's quite a few talented individuals in that clubhouse. How do you feel being in there? Is it different? Is there a different situation from any other clubhouse that you've been in? Um, is it just a little different kind of vibe? Man, I felt like coming into this clubhouse this spring training, like I got along with these guys. Great. Um, I think the spring training was going really well as far as, you know, ramping up for the season and, and, the team I felt like was really coming together and gelling Um, kind of like this, uh, like culture that we were creating there, just like this, like, you know, shared vision for, for the season. And it was a shame that it came to such an abrupt halt. Yeah. And it's, 
it's interesting. I'm sure I know that you weren't there when Bochi was there and that was kind of, it's a completely different environment. I'm sure, because from what I've seen, I, I know that you played a little bit with Kapler last year. Right. So, um, and I'm sure you can't really talk about how Bochi was, but what, what do you like about Kapler? Cause you, he obviously brought you over or I would, I would think he brought you over because you know, it, you know, but, um, how do you like having him as a coach? Uh, I mean, he's a big part of why I wanted to come over to the Giants. I loved uh, playing for him uh, over with Philly, and and I spent the majority of my time with him, like in spring training, and I got to know him then. But like, you know, he's like, he's got one of the most like guys that with the most follow through I've ever met in my life. Like, he stays in contact with you, like wants to know how you're doing. And he wants to get to know you personally and just kind of like get to know your process. So like he can help you be like the best version of yourself. And like his follow-up is amazing. And he makes you feel as if at that moment, like you're the most important thing in his moment right there. You know what I mean? And like, it, it like elevated my sense of like how I should even be approaching other people and like improve my follow-up with people and stuff like that. And like, and how, how can I help other people? How can I help my teammates? How, how can I help elevate them with this type of follow through? And, you know, like with that, like he was a good role model for me. And, you know, I was happy that I was able to get with the Giants so I could be back with him. So he kind of leads by example, it sounds like. And that's awesome because that does that as a coach, you know, you always want those kids. You, you've got to set that example you've got to make it so that they're willing to follow you. Cause if they don't, then they don't have any trust in you. They never will. So that's great to hear. I know I was a little, it's kind of tough. I was at Bochy's last game last year. That was the game that I got to go to. So it was really exciting to see that whole thing unwind. And as a giants fan, it was interesting to see kind of where they were going with their picks and things like that. And I, at first I was a little like, you didn't know because of, you know, how the whole situation went down with him and Philly. And then now I just feel like we're in such a great place. I say we, and I'm not even on the team, but I feel like the giants are in a great place with him at the helm. So it would have been really exciting to see that happen. I hope that you get to play a few games this year. I hope so too. And and you're part of it, man. You're wearing the banner. Our fans are always there with us. You know what I mean? That's the biggest part. That's And that's another part. There might be no fans, but like, you know, we know that the spirit of San Francisco is there. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's a big reason why we play and that's a big motivating factor for us. So. Did you ever have a chance to play there? Have you played there before with another team at uh, Oracle? I have, I got to play when I was, uh, with Miami. Okay. What was that like for you? Is it, is it different in Miami than it is in San Francisco a little bit? I would assume so. <laughs> I would assume this is two, two different. Uh, yeah. Two, yeah. You got Miami, you know, obviously it's vacation destination. always hot, humid beach weather. And you got the Bay area. It's cold, man. It's cold a year yeah. round, but it's beautiful, beautiful city. Um, I enjoyed the time I spent there, man. And I'm happy that I get to call that home this year. Yeah. Well, that's exciting to have you, have you there. And I, you know, it's, I don't have your Jersey back here, but that's just cause you're a new guy. So now I feel like I got to go get your Jersey. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, I've talked to a couple, what's that? That'd be an honor. That's good. I said, that'd be an honor. That's good company back there. Yeah, I got it. Those are, yeah, there's some great guys back there. Will Clark was kind of my, my number one when I was a kid. So I'm a little bit older than you. 
But uh, I got yeah, to I watch him in the Battle of the Bay. An autographed Will Clark bat um, above the door in my room. Oh, that's when awesome. When I was growing up as a kid, yeah. He's a pretty exciting guy. I like listening to him talk because he's just that old school vibe and he's no nonsense kind he's of baseball, dude. It right? seems like. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, baseball mentality. Yeah. So, what do you think? What do you think? One of the biggest strengths that you're going to bring to the Giants this year is if you can get in there and, and it works out. What's What's your biggest strength for that team? Tough question, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, because then you got to kind of toot your own horn. But I mean, like, like my strengths, like I've always been like a good offensive producer with the bat, like throughout my career. I've always done well with that. But like, I've really progressed defensively along the way as well. And, you know, I feel like I'm getting to a point in my career where I'm starting to put the package together. Um, so I'm excited to do that this year, just bring it from both sides of the field and be able to help the team win some ball games. Well, it's awesome, too, that you're a catcher. And, you know, when you get in there, you can hit left-handed because they can always throw you in there when they need a left-handed bat. So that's pretty sweet, too. I'm always be ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, before we get to the last question here, can you tell us if we want to, if anyone wants to follow you, where's the best place to find you? I know you got an Instagram account, um, and there's a lot of good stuff going on there, but what's the best place to, to kind of follow what's going on with you? I mean, if you want to follow my life personally, I'm definitely most active on Instagram as baseball brand six, seven. My Twitter has been hacked for like the last two years. We're still trying to figure out how to fix it. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, it might be getting to the point where I have to like restart the account, but they're still working on it. And I still hold that hope that we can get that back on. But, um, yeah, man, I love interaction. If you guys ever just for the people listening, want questions or, you know, just, you know, want, want to talk, whatever. I'm always open to it. You can ask me about my posts. You know, I love posting about my processes, you know, always be some sort of strength and conditioning, baseball, skill work, or, you know, just even some life stuff, it, you know, mixed in there, but yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. There's some good, there's some pretty crazy stuff on there. I don't know that I would be tough enough to try some of that stuff yet. <laughs> I need to get it. I need to hit the rest of the weights and everything get going on that kind of thing. Okay. So yeah, one day at a time, this, man. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's what it is. It's one of the things that I like about this show is I had a guest on last week that was talking about how it doesn't matter what the process is. You got to take that first step. You got to take that baby step and, and find, decide what your end goal is and work it backwards one at a time. So, okay. So this is kind of the last question I ask every guest. This um, success is different for every person. And my show is called shaping success because I think that it's, it's something that people need to see that there's a definition of success is different for every single person. So can you tell us how you define success? So like, what is the shape of your success? Uh, the shape of my success, I go back to controlling the things that I know I can. I go back to my processes. I even write down like usually before a day begins, like, you know, you know, what's the one thing, that I can get done today that makes all the rest of the things easier to do once I get it done. And like, I'll check all those, those boxes. I feel like I have a pretty successful day. Um, you know, as far as 
building, you know, myself towards my, my goals, you know, of, you know, being a major league baseball player. Um, so each day I get to put together a perfect brick. I, you know, I consider that a success. I feel successful after that, after that moment. Um, do I define success as the end goal? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think, I think if you put success as a result oriented thing, like, you know, once you achieve it, then like, where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Um, success for me has always just been like shaping my life to be the best person I can be, be the best person I can be for myself, for my family, for my wife, for my kids. Um, you know, as cheesy as it sounds like that's always brought me more happiness than the other stuff. Um, so that's, you know, that for me, that's what I define success as. That's, I love that because it basically means that you leave everything you got out there on the field, no matter what happens, you're okay with it because you knew that you did everything you could. So, Oh man, it's my favorite thing. I, I, I tell, tell myself like, okay, I'm going to empty the tank. I'm going to pour, literally pour my heart out onto the field this, this day today, you know, cause I have this day and I'm just going to empty it, you know, and that's, that's the approach going into the game. Well, I'm very excited to see what happens. I really hope that they get some sort of season going this year so that we can actually see you play. Um, even if there's no fans, you know, it'll be, I'll be watching it on TV. I know that. So, um, I want to, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to do this. I know that you have a wife and a couple kids that you kind of took a little bit of time away from. So I really appreciate that. And hopefully you can thank them for me for doing that. Well, I appreciate you having me talking ball. It helps me scratch that itch, man. Cause you know, I miss it and I can't wait to get back out there as well, you know, for, for myself to play and for the fans to watch, you know, and be back out there with my team. And yeah, I just appreciate you having me. Yeah. Well, here we'll have you back again. I'm sure. So thank you very much. All right, man. Take care. All right, everyone. Yep. We'll talk to you. Yep. All right, everyone. Well, that's the end of the show. I wanted to say thank you for taking the time to watch. If you have a chance, please share this episode. If you can, um, it'll be uploaded on the podcast. Give it a five-star review. Uh, help me to get this pushed out. So people who can find value and it can use it. Um, until next time, I want to challenge you to find the shape of your success. This was Shaping Success with Wes Tankersley brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions. If you need a team of marketers to help you with social media, all you need to do to start is text WES2020 to 541-709-6502. 541-709-6502. That is Aggressive Marketing Solutions. Have a great day. See you next time.